Good evening, Roller Agenda fans. It's Keith Lunder coming back at you for another segment. I'm going to talk briefly about temperament so you guys get an idea. Temperament is um, an individual character's level of excitability or intensity. Um, so, in short, it's a combination of mental and habitual um, traits natural to the birds predisposition Um, so and that controls the physical reactions to birds to things that's thrown the bird pretty much so when people say a bird has good temperament they trying to say it's tame but um and in the Birmingham Rollers, we don't want our Birmingham Rollers to be too tame. They should be pretty much mild. Almost everything with the Birmingham Rollers should be mild. You want your birds to be able to react to things. Um, not be too comfortable about with everything. Uh, so, unless you're showing birds, and you're really into showing your birds, you have to be in super, super calm inside of a show pen. Because if they're not used to being there, the natural reaction from the two is to be alert. And ready to get out the way because they don't know what's going to happen if they've if they never been in a, in a spe- specific place. You want your birds to be able to have that that fight or flight attitude sometimes because when a, when a hawk or a falcon is chasing your birds, you're going to be able to get out the way. But in some of the rollers, the best kids, the birds get too calm. And some of the best ones suffer because they get caught from being too calm. So you want to be kind of mild. Also, it plays a part when the birds are breeding and you walk into a loft and the birds just sit on the eggs and it's ready to fight you. It's not just going to run and jump off the eggs and run even if you're not near it. I've seen birds, when you, when you walk in the cage, you're never near the bird, but jumps off his eggs and flies up to the top perch or something. That's not good temperament either. That's all part of it. But does it make a bird roll more? No. Does it make it roll better? No. It can make it fly more calm, um, make it be able to relax more after it get hit. Um, it could have a bearing on the birds when they um, when they first give up in the spin. If the sort of spin don't overwhelm them, they can acknowledge and adapt to it. It may play a part in those things, but birds don't have to be calm and step all in your hand and try to mate with your hand. They don't need to do all that. That's unnecessary. You don't need your birds to do all that. And most dudes came and tell you what temperament even means when it comes to rolling. They don't know what good it is anyway. So, I was asking, so what that mean? What that got to do with performance? I asked people that and they can't never answer me. But, let's give you an idea what it, what it, what it was. Now, I'm going to skip past in just one minute. I'll be right back. Now that we cover temperament, we're going to jump right ahead to um, another part of breeding. Um, It's very, very, very important that when you start breeding a Birmingham roller, that you have a direction in mind. Um, You have a direction in mind with an end goal in mind, something that's attainable. And you want to break that direction down into small goals like if you're a competition guy 
you want to break it down to if everything considered equal as far as kitten, um, you want to break it down to let me score, let me average 100 points for a season. Or start from 100 points and make it up to 250 or 300 at the end of this, by the end of the season. You got to have those kind of goals in mind. And where you plan to be in two years, three years, but you got to have a direction. And you got to have a breeding plan set in place. Um, most guys have get their birth from a specific person or a, I use a specific breed. Most guys do. It's easier to set a base and move up, move forward from there. So, whatever you decide to do with your rollers, that's how you that's how you set your purpose and your your direction. If you just want the rollers just to breathe so you can have nice deep birds, that's simple. Just pick the best rolling deep birds. <clears throat> you, you don't have to use roll downs to get deep birds. Just pick some deeper birds from people. Most people don't fly the deeper birds in their competition kits anyway. Most of them don't. The good flyers don't. Excuse me, we don't fly birds that's 60, 70 feet in our competition kit. We don't do that. But we might keep them around just to show people or just to be entertained or whatever. But whatever you want to do, breathe towards that. Don't let them straight you off that course. So... What you want to do is you want to consider it got to be quality first. Quality should not suffer nowhere. And you want depth. You want you to figure how deep you want them and how frequent you want them. And you breathe toward that. If you're trying to lock in the depth, only use birds. There's a minimum depth of such and such or maximum depth. You always got to set yourself parameters. So if you want your birds to be 60, 70 feet, I would, I would say not use a bird that's under 40 use 40 foot plus pigeons you'll get them there and, and, and it gotta be a gradual gradual step forward not it can't just jump it, it don't work that way you will you, you have a lot of problems birds rolling down birds bumping and so forth <clears throat> and you got you gotta recognize the red flags the red flags are birds just this this not stable instability is a red flag Birds that shut off, they stop rolling all together. That's another red flag. Cause now you gotta wait and see if they're gonna start rolling again, or when they when they do start rolling again, if they're gonna be what they were when they stop rolling. So all those kind of little red flags you gotta think about when you're breeding for depth. Uh, when you breed for kid competition, you select the birds that's only take you forward and towards kid competition, being good in kid competition. The problem with the guy today is. Nobody has an idea. Most of these guys don't have an idea which direction they're going. They're just breeding for the roll right now. And that's okay to lock the roll in and go forward. But when you're breeding for competition, you know when your birds can actually win. You know when they're actually good. You know this. So, with that being said, it's okay to participate. Just be part of something. If you're trying to win, be honest with yourself and say, hmm. If somebody scores 700 points, could this kid beat him? You gotta, you gotta say that kind of stuff to yourself. That's why I say to myself. And if they can't beat him, what can I do to get them there so they can beat him? Feed tricks, 
this is hard because now you gotta get you gotta hit it just right. If you don't, it can come back and slap you in the face. All improvements made to your bird should be done in the breeding pen, in the breeding loft. That's how you, that's how you get better. That's how you get better. Acknowledge what's going on, and and and, and be honest with yourself about, about what's missing and add it and breed it into your birds. Um, somebody has what you what you're looking for, or what you miss. Somebody has it, or it might be in your kit box. Um, the one thing I know everybody have in their kit box is stable birds. Everybody got those in their kit box. Everybody. So. If, you, if your bird's getting too hot, you already got the stability bird. You ain't got to bring enough for stability. It's already there in your kit box. It's that bird that's, that's still doing 5, 10 feet and everybody else is doing 30 feet. It's that bird. I mean, I'm just saying, it's right there. Now, type is nothing. It might not be the type you want. There's, there's a type to me that, 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 that lends to high-quality, smooth-rolling pigeons that roll effortlessly. It's, there is a type for that. Um, that type is better shown than told. So, um, I'm not even going to try to explain it. I explained it before earlier in a couple another episode, but I'm not going to try to explain it. That's a, a show you type thing. Um, so, when you, when you got your direction set, everything you should be going in that direction. Now, <clears throat> people might ask, what should I start with, a cock or a hen? Honestly, it don't even matter. Because whatever you start with, that sex has to make the opposite sex. So, if you got cock, if you start with a cock, he got to be able to make some daughters that can produce as good as he is. And so, hen, she got to be able to produce cocks that can carry on, carry on. So it'd be the same thing. It'd be the same way either way it go. Cause my family started with two hens, smoking her mother. So, and I built a family with them. So it can be done with two hens or two cocks or a cock and a hen. It don't matter. It can be done with both. Um, so with that being said, I'm not going to stay here long. I just want to go over a little few points right there. Just breed your birds. Know what you really want. You got to know what you want, though. You can't just be breeding just for roll. If your birds don't have kit sensitivity, bring it in. And every bird that's been good don't belong in your kit. And every good spinner don't, that was in your kit do not belong in your breeding loft. You got to keep that in mind. Keep those points in mind, we, you'll be all right. So that's pretty much all I'm going to say about this. These two subjects, this on this on tonight. So what you guys can do is, um, if you got my direct hooked up or email, just email me, author K L author as in writer. So I mean A U T H O R K L dot L O N D O N at gmail.com. So it's author. KL.London at gmail.com. Or you got my number, give me a text. Let me know what you might be thinking. What you, you want to me talk about? Let's give you my view on it. So, with that being said, y'all have a good one. The Roll Agenda is out.